Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Kerala News. My name is Alejandra Angula Alonso and on this episode we'll be talking about MeatCat, an ambitious gas pipeline project that could connect Africa to Europe via Catalonia. How close is this project to becoming a reality? Could this be the solution to the current energy crisis amid the war in Ukraine? And who is backing the project and who is against it? Helping me to answer these questions and more on the table about the so-called MeatCat project are my colleagues, Catalan news journalists Gerard Skyfolk and Killian Shields. Hi! Hi, how How's are it you? Going? Oh, good, Mobe. Are we feeling energized? <laughs> <laughs> so, you both have been reporting on the story for a while now. Let's start with a simple question today. What? is MidCat. So the MidCat pipeline, it's, it's, it's a project that's only been proposed so far. It's unfinished. And it would be a pipeline which would connect Catalonia with France. Essentially, it would be an extension of another pipeline that's already existing, which connects Algeria with Almeria down in the south of Spain. And there's already a pipeline that already goes there from there, Almeria in, in Andalusia, up to Barcelona. So essentially, the Midcat pipeline would just be an extension of that connecting with France. <laughs> the problem is that the Midcat pipeline could only be um, crossing the Pyrenees if there was political will from France, because Spain, Germany, and even the Catalan government support the project. But France, uh, French executive, is against it. So if France greenlighted the project, it could be moving gas from Africa to Europe. Yes, and we'll touch on that later and why the project hasn't been completed yet. Uh, but we mentioned the war in Ukraine at the beginning and how it has caused gas prices to increase. Gerard Kilian, give us an idea. How dependent are Catalonia and Spain on Russian gas? So Spain and Catalonia, well, they're not very reliant on Russian gas. Um, Spain has actually done quite a good job over the past few years of diversifying its sources of gas. Um, a lot of it comes imported in liquefied form from the US. A lot of it also comes from Algeria in the south from that pipeline that I mentioned before. But Spain isn't in such a critical position as, for example, Germany are, given the energy crisis that's taking place across the continent at the moment. Obviously, in the past few months, Russia has switched off the Nord Stream pipelines, and there's also been this um, this this other story that's come up in the past couple of weeks of potentially sabotage on the on the pipeline. Um, obviously, we're still waiting for the uh, official investigation to determine what exactly mm -hmm. happened there. But while Spain is somewhat reliant, it's not extremely reliant. And Europe is kind of looking at Spain and uh, th this whole Iberian energy island as a potential solution to this uh, continental dependency on Russian gas. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that Europe is looking towards uh, Spain and the and Portugal as well is because they have several regasification plans. So here in Spain there are six, in Portugal there is another one. And then 
it shows you that Spain has a capacity of around producing around 80 billion cubic meters of natural gas, while right. we only consume around 34 billion cubic meters. And just so you have an idea, in 2021 in Germany, they used 90 billion cubic meters of gas. So it's quite a lot of difference between the gas we consume here in Spain and the gas consumed um, around Europe. Mm-hmm. And obviously the regasification plants are like a key story here in, as well the pipelines. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's key, I think, because uh, you mentioned those regasification plants. What Spain has is around 40% of the EU's total regasification capacity. So obviously, it's, it's, it's going to be a huge player in the future of the energy market on the continent. Yeah, so we are not as bad as I thought. So I'm wondering now, how then this bold and ambitious uh, MICA project come about? Well, in fact, it started around a decade ago, and the idea was to build an ambitious project to move Algeria's gas and gas stored here in Spain to the rest of Europe. And it was expected to cost around 450 million euros per country, so for, for Spain and for France. The thing is that France needed to invest 2 billion euros more just to improve their gas network so it could be able to like redistribute the gas coming from Spain to the rest of Europe, obviously. So... So yeah, and that's when started more or less, around a decade ago. Right, I see. So you mentioned that it's an unfinished uh, project. Why did it stop? Was this related to the budget issues that you mentioned? Well, part of it because uh, at the time, Russian gas was much cheaper. And we are talking about 2019. That's when it was fully ruled out by France and Spain's market regulators, as well as the European Union. They removed its funding. But France was also not convinced of the benefits of weighting the cost. They said they need a huge investment. So those two billion euros that we were talking before. So yeah, that's the main problem they had. But it was not the only one. I want to point out as well that um, Reuters recently published an article where they said that officials from Spain and Germany, uh, speaking on condition of anonymity, uh, they told Reuters that they believed that France was acting to protect its own ailing nuclear industry and also to fend off competition from Spain as as a staging post for imported gas. Um, They posed that this could be one of the reasons as well that France was against the project so they could uh, keep a little bit more of the, the power in this market to themselves. Mm, I see, that's a very interesting point. And who else could be opposed to make it? Gerard, uh, let's hear what your sources told you. We'll be right back after this report. We are against any gas infrastructure that requires investment, Carol Coy, an activist from the environmental organization Plataforma Resposta al Mitcat, told me. The group believes that investment should be focused on renewable energy instead of fossil fuels. This is one of the reasons they oppose the pipeline project, but not the only one. When we talk about Midcat, Carol Coy says, we're not speaking about a specific and concise project, but I think another pipeline connection between Spain and France could allow for higher volumes of gas to be transported. With the pipeline, Joan Puerta Energy Committee Vice President of Catalonia's Engineers Association says that companies could move several billion more cubic meters of natural gas. Though not hugely significant numbers yet, it would still be some billion cubic meters of fuel moving both ways. 
In fact, natural gas is normally exported from south to north, but this summer has been different. Jean-Puerta explains that pipeline connections have been flowing from France to Spain in recent times, which is an anomaly, as because of the continental gas crisis, pipelines should work the other way around, he says. The Midcat experts say it would give energy security to European countries, but activists disagree, as they claim it is only a geopolitical move. Officials want to stop using Russian gas and replace it with gas from other countries, Carol Coy said during an interview with Catalan News. But the pipeline needs the approval of the French government to become a reality, something which so far has been rejected. I'm open to my European colleagues telling me other reasons to convince me this pipeline is necessary, French President Emmanuel Macron said during a press conference in early September, before this missing that German Chancellor Olaf Scholz did not give him any convincing argument that showed the need for the Midcat pipeline. Macron added, though, that if Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez were to provide him with new facts, he would be open to reconsidering his position. But on the other hand, the Midcat pipeline could open the door to sending more natural gas to the rest of Europe from more diversified sources. It is true that at some points of the year, existing pipelines are not their limit, Juan Puerta says, as this depends on companies' contracts. But overall, the existing pipelines can only send 8 BCM, which is not enough to send gas from the Iberian Peninsula to Central Europe. While the pipeline could solve a medium-term issue, there are more problems on the horizon, as the European Commission hopes the continent will stop using natural gas by 2050. The EU needs to have a realistic energy policy, Juan Puerta argues, as it will be impossible to find a gas replacement by 2050, although he points out that probably by 2070 hydrogen could be an alternative. However, for the next 30 years, Europe will need to use gas while planning for a different future. While green hydrogen could be the solution for some, activists believe we have to change our consumption habits now. We need a more efficient society, Carol Coy says, adding that society should reduce transport use and unnecessary trips, giving the example of doing paperwork online instead of in person. Okay, so we heard French President Emmanuel Macron mentioning he could rethink his position on the Midcat pipeline only if Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez gave him new reasons to support the project. Has Sánchez given any new information at all so far? Well, new information, not exactly. Um, but we did see just this week, uh, Pedro Sanchez and Olaf Scholz, the German chancellor, they signed an agreement saying that they want the Midcat in place by 2025. Um, yeah, they call it a very important project for Europe. So, oh, really? Which it 
could be, you know, realistically, like thinking about the the whole energy landscape in the continent at the moment. Um, however, it's not going to solve immediate issues like the problems that are coming up with uh, with winter, with the fact that Russia, Russian gas is no longer coming into the continent, uh, nowhere nearly as smoothly, at least. <laughs> Those issues are not going to be solved by Midcat. We yeah, can no. start construction today and it will not be in place. It's going to take some time. Yeah, in fact, it will take around at least for the Catalan well, and the Spanish part mm-hmm. around eight, nine months or even one year. And even and for the French part, it could even take up to two years. So we're not yeah. talking in a short term solution. It's like more like not long, long term, medium either, term, but yeah. a medium term yeah. solution. Yeah. Which I suppose is something that kind of needs to be thought about either way, because like I mentioned earlier on, Spain has done quite a good job at diversifying its sources of gas. Germany has not over the last few years. And this is one way in which they can do that. They can uh, use Spain as basically a, as a portal, as a hub in order to get gas in, use those regasification plants, if it were, um, get the imported gas from Algeria and let that be spread throughout the continent in the in the mid-cat. If it were completed, Midcat would be able to move seven and a half billion cubic meters of gas each year, um, which it's it's a good amount, but it's not a huge amount. For example, Germany's consumption last year was 90 billion cubic mm-hmm. meters, so it's, it's only going to be a fraction of that. And Nord Stream 1 and 2 can move around 55 billion cubic meters of natural gas. Uh-huh. And also here in Spain, there are the other two pipelines that we mentioned in the podcast that in the report. And both together, both pipelines can move around 8 billion cubic meters. Right. So. So it, it would at least double the capacity for Spain to export to France, uh, which then moved to the rest of Europe. But it's not going to be a complete game changer either way. But it's going to be a significant piece of the puzzle. But let's say MiCat is not completed, the project doesn't go ahead. Does the government have any other ace up their sleeve? Uh, what do you find out? Well, technically, the Spanish government doesn't have any proposal yet. They only have an idea down the pipeline, which would be connecting Italy with Barcelona. So connecting with a submarine pipeline Barcelona with the Liguria region. People may know it for its capital, Genoa. And that pipeline would be 700 kilometers. But the thing is that uh, companies, they need to see if the terrain would be suitable for this pipeline. As we are talking about quite a big one, it could move around 30 billion cubic meters. Just so you remember, Midcat would be 7.5, and yeah. Iruna Navarra, the current existing ones here in Spain, they move around 8 billion cubic meters combined. So it's a huge pipeline with a big investment as well, because it would be around 3 billion euros to put this pipeline in place. Yeah, sounds amazing. But if this doesn't go ahead either, any other alternative in line? Yeah, I mean, there are other ideas being being floated, being spoken about. Um, 
one I think that's worth mentioning is is green energy. I mean, the Catalan president, Pedro Aragonés, he really wants the Midcat um, to be constructed, uh, to be able mm-hmm. to connect energy between Catalonia, Spain with France. But he's favoring the pipeline to transport green hydrogen. And what is that exactly? Green hydrogen? Hydrogen is another type of gas um, which can be used as fuel, uh, similar to the other ones, but it can only be considered green if the electricity used in the process comes from renewable sources. Uh, So this is only going to create other problems down the line. Catalonia is quite lacking in in how much renewable energy it can produce at the moment. Um, But as well, I think it's worth pointing out here at this stage that hydrogen only accounts for 1% of the energy uh, that Catalonia produces already. We're talking more about a potential use of it a long way down in the future rather than a current day application of the Midcat if it were completed this decade, for example. Uh, Juan Puerta, who Gerard interviewed, who we heard from in the package earlier, uh, he thinks that maybe 2070, uh, by that stage, maybe green hydrogen could be considered as a realistic alternative. Mm -hmm. And that's around 20 years after the European Union is expected to become net zero emissions uh, overall because that's their goal to be net zero emissions by 2050. So it's quite a long-term, very long-term solution Mm -hmm. and alternative. One of the other solutions that Pedro Aragonés, the Catan president, proposed could be to, despite using Midcat to move green hydrogen, to connect the possible wind farms that are going to be constructed uh, in Locata in southern France and of the Cap de Creus coastline in northern Catalonia. So, using, so connecting both wind farms with a submarine connection, but obviously they will need to check if this is doable. But so far, Aragonés said it could be a solution to Midcat, if not crossing the Pyrenees. So what will happen to Midcat? We'll have to keep an eye on. Okay, thank you, Kilian. Thank you, Gerard, for this conversation. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What do we have this week? Well, obviously, we have to talk about gas, so amich gas. Half gas? Yeah, obviously, literal translation, that's the one, but it means that you are not giving your 100% productivity towards a goal. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. Do please subscribe to Feeling the Sync wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't already. Thanks to everyone that spoke with us, and thanks to Kilian and Gerard. We'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Feeling the Sync. Until then, from me, Alejandra Angula Alonso, and all of us here at Catalan News. Bye for now. Adeu.